Capital Market Insights from ICMA. Greetings and a warm welcome to the ICMA FinTech podcast, a series where we explore the technological innovation in and transformation of the international capital markets. I'm Oliver Tinkler, Head of Communications and Press for ICMA. As an international trade association, ICMA is involved with the intricate landscapes of primary, secondary, repo and collateral markets, and we understand the pivotal role of market electronification. Throughout this series, we will bring you conversations with ICMA's fintech vendor members, the driving forces behind the innovation shaping our capital markets. Today, we're delighted to be joined by Mark Dalton, founder and managing director, and James Eves, senior executive of Convex Advisors. Mark, James, thanks very much indeed for joining us today. So uh, to start with, can you tell us a little about your, yourselves and, and, and the company, Convex Advisors? Thank you very much. Um, it's Mark Dalton speaking here. Uh, when, when we first set up Convex, we started in the convertibles and equity linked space. Um, we knew from our, our own past experience, we were convertible bond bankers for many years, that issuers often ran into problems that related to the calculations they needed to perform on their convertibles and exchangeables. And these could be related to anti-dilution calculations. So when the company did a rights issue or paid a dividend or down to settlement calculations when someone converted the bonds. We knew that issuers would, when they ran into these problems, would often call up the investment banks that had originally done the deal and ask them for help. But this was only after the problem had actually occurred, and so it was firefighting rather than preventative. Um, we knew there were no third parties that were offering this support, and as capital markets experts, as convertible experts, we knew the product very well, so we knew how to deal with these things ourselves. So we set up this business initially to support equity-linked issuers by taking responsibility for the calculations for them. Now, I think for a lot of people in capital markets, they will think of convertibles as being at the complex end of the market. Uh, so while we were thinking of ourselves as convertible experts, a number of people that we interacted with simply thought we were the ones that did complicated calculations or complex situations. So we knew things about a lot of areas of the capital markets other than convertibles from our, from our past experience. But actually, the first inquiry uh, came from one of the leading agents in the market. Uh, they'd been running into problems with make-hole calls. So, you know, our, our start outside of Equity Linked, quite a number of years ago now, came in the form of a reverse inquiry uh, around make-hole calls. Yes, and thanks, Mark. Um, just to give a little bit more color on make-hole calls and other incoming inquiries, um, I think you touched upon make-holes. They're a good example of a product which started from a reverse inquiry, but which has grown into a core part of our day-to-day -day business. Now, we get many different inquiries, and we will always look more broadly at the background to each inquiry to see if they come from a specific situation or whether there's a bigger opportunity. So in the case of make-whole calls, um, when we were first asked if we could help, they were relatively new in Europe, but growing fast as a clause to be included in corporate bonds. Um, they ran only in 10% in 2012 to over 80% by 2020. While they were common in the US and the initial bonds understandably copied US-style language, 
when we looked in more detail, we found that both the process and the sources could be simplified and clarified considerably for Europe. Some of our new product areas come from structures that are similar to existing lines. So for example, bank 81 securities are often convertible into equity on the downside. As such, they have adjustment features like stock splits and rights issues that need to be monitored and adjusted for. This is very similar to our convertible bond calculation agency business. So in that case, we were proactive in approaching banks and later insurance companies with their RT1s to offer that service. Another source of opportunity for us comes from regulatory driven changes where new developments require new calculation services. A recent example of this was our work around LIBOR, primarily as the independent advisor for the transition of existing LIBOR or LIBOR related securities to the new risk-free rates. We began looking at this in 2018 and helped the large law firms with ICMA to draft the initial language for securities still using LIBOR, but which might have to transition to a new and at the time unknown rate. This language clearly evolved over time as the various working groups published the results of their multiple consultations, but at the heart of the benchmark transition language was the requirement to hire an independent advisor to calculate the new rates, any additional adjustment spreads, and as importantly, changes to the timings, disclosure and terms and conditions to ensure it works smoothly. As a result, fixed income calculations are now a core part of the convex business, but perhaps Mark, you can help explain what has helped us grow Convex so successfully in all of these products? Indeed, yeah. I mean, looking at the Convex business uh, as, a, as a whole, what are, what are the unique features that, that set your service apart? So, I mean, I guess the thing is we're capital markets experts. We're, we're ex-investment bankers with long careers in these fields. And historically, you know, people with our experience would be found in the capital markets teams and investment banks and generally focused on the more esoteric products. So not cash equity or, uh, you know, senior vanilla DCM, but the equity linked products, derivatives, capital securities, AT1s, RT1s, like James was talking about, uh, you know, et cetera. And historically, calculations in capital markets instruments were done by the paying agents or if they didn't have the expertise, then either nobody took the role, and so it was left to the issuers, who typically also didn't have the expertise, or it was left to some party to be appointed in the future, which meant that nobody was really scrutinizing the calculations and the documentation on the basis that they would be somebody else's problem in the future. Um, so we took a different approach when we started to offer these services, and our core model is we try to make sure that things will work so we don't just say yes or no when someone puts a, a, a document in front of us and says this is what you need to do but rather we'll work with them to ensure that we can say yes and that the documentation will give the result that the people will want it to do um, so not simply looking at it saying oh this doesn't work we can't do it but working with the other parties to make sure that it does what everybody thinks it's supposed to do yes yeah, so interesting after spending 25 years at big banks and capital markets myself working on deals across the financial spectrum when i joined 
convex, I was quite surprised at how often the drafting of capital markets terms and conditions included elements that were often unclear and occasionally did not even work as intended. Clearly for major clauses, this was not an issue, but for areas like make whole calls, which is still a relatively new feature of bonds in Europe compared with the US and the UK, and in their early days were relatively, um, were operated relatively rarely, the drafting was not scrutinized regularly by capital markets bankers. Another benefit we have found is that by working on hundreds of deals, we have the experience of operating even the rarest adjustments. And we can then bring that expertise and analysis to the whole market. Many thanks for that kind of insight into the into the I suppose the formation of convex advisors and 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 what you're trying to kind of grasp in particular. But you know, looking forward, you know, are you able to share any insights into emerging trends in the industry and and how is your service uh, positioned to evolve over the medium term? And and a secondary question uh, to to add to that is. Obviously, AI is a, is, a, is a prominent feature of today's, uh, today's market. And, and how could that play a role in your offering? So on the um, sort of product evolution side, we can quickly be responsive to the needs of the market. So a new transaction structure or calculation is something we can take on quickly if needed. We appreciate that sometimes issues come up late in the day and need a quick response. Um, geographically, while we started in Europe, we now work globally, for example, with LIBOR transition and convertible bonds. Currently, Asia is the greatest medium-term growth opportunity for us, enhanced by some recent marketing trips there. In addition, as people in different markets have come to know us, we find there's a much wider variety of incoming inquiries, sometimes one-offs, sometimes issues that can be applied to a range of new transactions. We're a relatively small firm, and so we rely on lawyers, bankers, and issuers themselves to consider us when they have issues to be resolved. Key thing that all of our work has in common is that it does not just need us to perform a calculation, but also to use our legal and drafting expertise to make sure the terms and conditions work as intended, which also taps into our extensive capital markets experience. And I think, you know, for example, um, we've been involved recently in a number of green or sustainability-linked transactions. Um, this is clearly a, a constantly growing and developing market. And we found a number of places where our expertise on the documentation side allows us to work with the banks to ensure that the new features, like, for example, the uh, you know KPI-linked coupons, work or continue to work the way they're intended to with existing features like a make-all call, where you need to take into account uh, how to think about those those different features, those different coupons as, as you run the calculations. Um, and I, I think, you know, as, to, to the AI question, we've looked at a number of places where law firms and banks are trying to use AI to use transaction documentation more easily or, or indeed to read and interpret transaction documentation. We saw quite a lot of that, for example, on, on LIBOR when people were trying to go through the documentation that they had and understand where the issues were. Um, I think on the drafting side, it's clear that for some simpler products, this is going to be the future and indeed 
probably the, the present quite soon. Um, although for the more complex transactions and in markets where things tend to be more bespoke, it's not obvious that it's going to go that way anytime soon. One issue we have seen with using AI to read or try to interpret documentation, though, is that in our experience, it isn't very good yet at understanding the interplay between multiple provisions that all, all connect. So it might be able to find and explain how a certain calculation should be performed, but it doesn't necessarily work as well to identify the way that those calculations might be modified by certain other provisions that exist in the documentation where it's not immediately clear on the face of it that it is related to that. Um, so it is no doubt that the world is going in that direction. But in terms of what we're doing, which does have a tendency towards the more complex end of the market, in the short and medium term, we don't see it having a major impact on what we do, although you know that is that is clearly the way the world is going. Thanks very much for that, Mark. And 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 actually, while you were talking, I was thinking back to, you know, when Convex Advisors started a number of years ago. Now, you know, how did the market at that time welcome the solution? I mean, and what, if any, were the obstacles that you faced? So, I've actually been at Convex since day one. I was the uh, I was the one who set it up back in 2012. And so I remember a time when what we were doing was actually a very big change to the way that things had been done before. Um, when we first started, people weren't always convinced that they needed to change the way things were being done. So we spent a lot of time going to bankers and asking a fairly simple question, which is, does the issuer really want to do this stuff on their own? Or would they rather outsource it to someone who is an expert in the area? It took a few years, but if I take the convertible market as an example, in Europe, we're now the calculation agent on more than 90% of the equity-linked instruments. So there has been a shift. It didn't happen overnight, but we see the market overall does seem to welcome our approach. And I think as people work with us on one type of transaction, and they realize that what we're doing is is valuable to that one. They're more willing to bring us in, recommend us to their colleagues on other types of transactions. And that's very much how our business has has widened. It, um, it's interesting as well that initially, it's interesting too that initially many market participants, including ourselves, did not expect the calculation agent roles to focus too much on the precision and refinement of the documentation. However, with our collected experience from hundreds of deals, these days, many of our issuer clients and banks and lawyers we work with actively push for us to have a chance to comment early so they can increase their own confidence that things will perform as intended. Thanks for that, Thanks for that James. Uh, just referring to an earlier point in our discussion, you talked about the regulatory landscape, and I wanted to circle back on that uh especially in the um you know thinking about innovation how do you as uh as a company balance your innovative uh process and your innovative approach with regulatory compliance uh we both know that the landscape of fixed income is is constantly evolving i just like to hear your thoughts around that yeah i i think as the markets evolved um you 
what we've seen over the time we've been in business here is a real shift in in the thinking about responsibility for calculations. Uh, I, people have always wanted to make sure they were done correctly, but I think it's come more to the focus over, over time because people seen what happens when they're not done correctly. And, uh, you know, the, there is a regulatory focus generally on making sure that investors are put first, particularly if there's any element of retail in, involved in there. So what, what we've seen in what we do is, I think, compared with a decade ago, most paying agents are rather less likely now to accept role that they don't feel confident they can perform or can't perform easily in the ordinary course of their business. Um, and bankers and lawyers are more likely to care that they do have a capable and responsible party named up front, rather than simply finding whoever will take the take the role at the at the lowest price without necessarily applying diligence to it um or you know deferring the appointment to someday in the future and uh, you know in both of those situations it means that the documentation isn't really being properly road tested by the party that's going to be responsible for doing those calculations down the line and of course once they've been issued you can't change that documentation um but you know the, the mark markets evolve and this is always a work in progress uh, i'm i'm sure that we'll still be having similar conversations with people a decade from now you know when we launched we were very innovative uh and you know people 10 years ago told us in some cases we just weren't needed because they uh they thought things worked the way they were supposed to uh but uh, over time over years of working with people they a lot of people have come around to the need for our service and to what we're doing. And obviously we're delighted to be able to continue to support the market in this way. Thanks. Thanks very much. I mean, we are recording this very much in the early part of, of uh, 2024. Looking ahead for this year in particular, can you just outline what your suppose your aspirations and your, your hopes are and your, your, your plans for 2024 in particular? I think for us, the biggest thing it's changing for us at the moment um, is increasingly we're spending time on transactions in Asia. Uh, our, our business started in London, and so that was where you know that was where we developed first was was in the European market. But increasingly, we're finding lawyers and bankers in Asia are coming to us to ask for these same services and so for for us that's a that's a big move um we don't at the moment have anyone on the ground in that market so we've been building it from here um i think in you know in in a lot of the dcm products we're we're hoping that for us this year is is very much more of the same um in you know, in the convertible market, there are lots of talk that this is going to be a very busy one, although not necessarily anything unusual, simply more of what we uh, were used to seeing. James, anything you wanted to add to that? No, the other area that I guess on a regulatory perspective, we continue to spend quite a bit of time looking at um, is sustainability linked bonds where there's a lot of new regulation coming uh, actually across the globe and uh, 
I know ICMA, it's usually top of the agenda whenever there's a forum uh, as well. So just trying to make sure that uh, we're on we're on top of that and really involved with that as that's an exciting new market. Well, Mark, James, thank you so much for joining us today um, on, on today's podcast. If you'd like to learn more about ICMA's work across fintech and digitalization, then please look at the episode description where we've included links to some useful resources. But thanks again to, to Mark and James, uh, and we look forward to joining us next time. Thank you. Thank you for listening. For more ICMA podcasts and further information on capital markets, please visit our website icmagroup.org.